Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 107. Four important things every teacher needs to do before winter break. Ah, we're we're in the home stretch. If you are listening today on Thursday when the show comes out, you have probably today and tomorrow, and then you are hopefully on winter break. I know that some people aren't. Some people are actually working next week into Christmas week, and I am just... I'm heartbroken for you because I think that's so much and that's just really pushing it to the end and it's difficult. It's hard and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry if that's you. So this episode is definitely for you because I really want you to hear these words. I think it's so important and I think you, you really need to know some things that you should do before winter break starts so that you can come back in 2021 and be ready to go and ready to face, face the challenges of 2021, which I have to say can only get better from here after the year that we've had. So get ready for the four important things that you need to know before you start winter break. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so we are winding down, and you might even be listening to this after you are finished with school, which I hope not. I hope you gra- you are listening before you leave, because these are some important things that I want you to hear. And I think that every every educator, every teacher, every kind of teacher, every classroom needs to hear these four things, because they will truly save your sanity when you return. So first of all, let's start with number one. So number one is the first thing that you need to do before winter break is to put all of your Christmas decor away and clean up your classroom. So that is the first thing. I mean, I don't even think that it has to be just you. Like, I think you definitely want to get the kids involved. Anytime that kids can do a job, they should be doing the job. It's a really important thing for us to remember. We don't have to do it all. Even if it's not exactly the way we want it done, we still want to involve our students. And I'm talking little students too. They can clean up around the floor. They can clean up their desks. They can actually clean out their desks. That might be a really good idea to have them clean out their desks. And you can make a game of it, you can do, you know, who can do it, can we do it in under five minutes and play a Christmas song, or by the time this Christmas song ends, can we have everything cleaned up? And if we do, we're they're going to have some hot chocolate or we're going to, which is a little more difficult right now during our time. So maybe you would do something like you're going to get a Christmas pencil or a one week homework pass or whatever it takes, because you need to have a fresh start when you walk back in the door, you will totally 
regret not taking care of this and having to come back and deal with it when you return. Even if you come back on like a record day and think you're going to take care of it, then it eats into your time to like have a few moments to talk to your colleagues and like get yourself acclimated to being back at school. So it's really important for you to do this. You really want the fresh start and you want to come in and you want to you want to see that the room is cleaned up and you don't have to worry about it. This also is a great way to reduce overwhelm for when you begin and when you start. So I think that's important. And if you want to add to that list of cleaning your classroom, maybe you also add to like cleaning off your computer so that I learned this recently in a training that I attended and it was talking about only having like two folders on your desk, like having a hold folder where all of your like stuff that you would normally have on your desktop is placed in this hold folder. And then you can organize it within that hold folder. And, um, and maybe then like a working on folder or something like that. So that you literally have nothing on your desk, but one or two folders. I can't even imagine your desktop, like on your desktop and your computer. Like I am so bad about this. I have everything all over my desktop looks like a giant mess. But it's overwhelming. It's like my brain, even if I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed, the moment I see that there's a trigger in my brain that's like I'm overwhelmed. So I really have been trying to to keep to this and it has made a huge difference. So I think it's important to clean off your your laptop computer, your desktop as well. But also your classroom, your classroom needs to be ready to go. Put that Christmas tree away, put those snowmen away, get all that stuff put away, your Hanukkah things, whatever you have out, get all those things put away so that you have, are ready for January. So that's, that is um, the important thing that you need to do, number one. The next important thing that you need to do is step two, and that is to prepare your lesson plans and materials for the first week. So I know it's hard and you're like barely holding on and barely surviving in this last week or two before Christmas break or before winter break. And it's so easy to think, I'll just get it done over Christmas. I'll get it done over winter. I'll just, I'll, it'll be fine. Like I can just do it over there when I don't have as much to do. But but we always fool ourselves on this because we do have so much to do. We have our family and we have our, you know, we have the holidays and we've got, hol- you know, the holiday meal and we've got presents to wrap and we've got, there's so much to do, so much to do at home and you want to be fully present. So you, you really don't want to spend your holidays planning for school. In fact, I am going to challenge you this year. It has been a really rough year. You've probably worked more than you've ever worked. You've definitely probably worked during times that you're not supposed to, which we all do that. But like even more, like we found out about the shutdown during spring break. So it was like everyone went into panic mode over spring break. So spring break was ruined. Don't let's not do that to our holiday. Let's not do that to our winter break. Let's get it done, push through this week, it's going to be a rough week. And if you've made it this far, you're almost there. So it's it was a hard week, I'm sure I know for me, I had a lot going on. I had and I had a lot going on at school. I also was doing my five day of giveaway cheer, or my five days of holiday cheer, not giveaway my five days of holiday cheer, which was going on through my email list. So if you are not on my email list, and you missed out on some really good things and you could still grab at least maybe Fridays if you um, joined it. And, and that's really super easy. On my homepage of Trina Debery teaching and learning.com, there is a, a place for you to grab some 
makerspace job posters. I think that's what's on the first page. Now I'm not even 100% positive. So just click on that. It's a free download. You can grab that and you'll automatically be on my list and you will, you'll get that those, you'll, you'll get at least one day the holiday cheer and next year you'll be all set and ready to go. So anyway, so have your lesson plans ready to go. Really push through, be prepared. And remember when you get back, some key things to keep in mind, like you're probably not going to just jump right into content. You're probably going to need to take a little bit of time to work on routines and procedures because kids will have forgotten. It's only a couple of weeks, but kids will have forgotten. Definitely make this a game-like activity. You know, I love like something like simultaneous roundtable. So take one of your procedures like um, lining up. So maybe you have some steps in the lining up. I like to fold my the paper into like four different parts and like step one being, um, you know, to push your chair in. Step two, walk quietly to the line. Step three, find a place for your hands. Step four, have your eyes on the back of someone's head facing forward. So those might be like the four steps that I break it down to lining up. And then the, t- the like the papers is divided into fours. It's got one, two, three, four on the paper and everybody has their name at the top and you're possibly sitting in teams. It's a little bit more difficult when we are all spread out across the room during this time of social distancing. So this makes it a little bit more difficult. I still think this is possible. And in this case, you, you, you might have them sitting at their seat. So I don't know if this would work. I know that um, I think if they carried their own pencil, I think it would still be fine. And I think that, you know, that you guys have all been together. So you've been acclimated together. So uh, and then you do like what's called a simultaneous roundtable. Everybody does step one on their paper, like they draw it out, write it out, sketch it out. Like what's the first step? push your chair in. So they draw a picture of pushing the chair in. And as soon as they're finished, they stand behind their chair. This helps you know that they're ready to move on to step two. Sometimes I put like a timer so that they know they have a certain amount of time to do that that step so that they understand that they don't have all day to draw this elaborate picture of pushing your chair in. And so then I say rotate. When we're in teams, I have them point in the direction in which they're going because people get confused if you just say clockwise or you say to the right, especially younger kids. So I have them point to make sure they know which direction they're going. This case, if they were all over the room, you might just have them move over one seat or however you're, you want to do it, but have them point in advance so they know where they're going. So they're not like running into each other. And then, um, then they, you, you have them stand behind the chair and you say, go, you have them sit down, you have them complete step two, which would be to walk quietly to the line. So they would draw a picture of this, write about it, whatever you want them to do. And then we're finished, they're standing up again. And then you're saying rotate. And then they go to the next place and they do step three. And then they you do it again. And then you say step four, and then they're all finished. By the time they're finished, they go back to their own table. And now they have a paper that has like three different people's like input for the next few steps. They can kind of look over it and see if there's anything they need to add. And then it's kind of a collaborative product and also like a fun a fun way to practice a routine. So that's one suggestion. Another thing I love to do is numbered heads together. This is again is a little bit more difficult during COVID because normally you have them lift up off their sitter, put their heads together and go around their table, maybe starting with a different number this time, like two or three, and they go around the table and talk about their procedure. If you can't do that because of COVID, then you might have them do like a kind of a numbered heads where they kind of still lift up off their sitter and they're speaking a little louder now because they're at a distance and they're kind of yelling across to each other 
each other, which is okay because they're going to do that for a short period of time. We still want them talking. It's important for them to talk and communicate and collaborate even during this time because that's what kids need. That's how they think. That's how they um, get ideas out. That's how they work with others. And it's still, these things are still really important. They're not less important because we're, we've come with, you know, we're facing a challenge it's it, they're still just as important and we need to try to do them and we need to give it a little bit of time where it's going to be really loud and then once they're all finished they're sitting down and then they're quiet and then you're ready to review what the team talked about so i love how some classes have kept to the team mentality like they have it taped off so they at least know who they're talking to in their team even though they're in like these crazy row kind of things so and some schools have like the um, what's it called? The like plexiglass in the middle, so they were able to con- to hold on to their teams, which I love that even more. All right, so give them a chance to practice routines and procedures. It's really important. You may even want to go over it, model it, have them practice. You want to give them time to share over winter break. This is a nice little um can be a nice little team builder or even a class builder. You could create a really easy find someone who and you might do you know a couple of different things on the paper like someone who went on vacation someone who saw snow someone who ate turkey someone who broke the wishbone someone who um, slept in you know something like that it would be a really fun thing to do in fact I might even create that because I think that sounds fun and um, and they would be able to do you know these kinds of things and talk about what they did over Christmas vacation so that would be something to do it's important also because now we're now we're going to be in the year of 2021 thank goodness we're leaving 2020 behind a fun thing to do is to set goals for the new year this is a common thing that people do set you know new year's resolutions you might talk about what that means with students and i have a new year's like goal setting thing where they we look at different parts of like where you're smart like the smarter you and the active you and um and those kinds of things and they set some goals around some some of these areas in their life and their task cards and i am going to give them to you for free so they are in the show notes And if you want to find that, you can click to this episode, which is 107 on One Tired Teacher, and you can find those that free download and go ahead and grab those so that you can use these task cards. They you can find them in my store, but I'm giving them to you for free as a loyal listener. So if you want to grab those, go right ahead. And they are... um, like I said, on the show notes, but you can also find, yeah, that's, yeah, you can find them there. So what else? So grab those and then you could play maybe like a fun game of scoot, which I love scoot with task cards, which is another way to get kids up and moving. And what you do is you have, you know, you have the the different pages on the different um, task cards on different desks and then you they have like a um, an answer sheet which also comes in this download they have like let's say there's 20 task cards and you've got them all on different desks and then they've got the answer sheet and you have them stand behind their desk and maybe when you play like 
some kind of New Year's song or something like peppy or exciting. And then you have the kids move and then they stop and then wherever they are, they stay at that desk. They look for that number, like maybe they've sat down at number 14. So they look at number 14 on their answer sheet and then they answer that question that's on the task card on that desk. It's just a nice way for them to get up and move around. You don't have to share materials. They can use their own pencil. They're just going to be at that seat for a few moments. And if you don't want them to sit down at the seat, you could just have them stand with possibly clipboards and so they don't have to touch that seat. That's up to you because you've been away from each other for a while. Just some ways to think about it. But scoot is a really fun way of getting kids up and moving while also doing the activity that you want them to do. So those are just some suggestions for having materials ready to go, but have some materials that plan. I think it's important to plan that whole week so that you've come back and you feel ready to go. But you could also plan just those first three days so that you don't feel overwhelmed. I don't want you to come back and feel overwhelmed. And I really, really, really don't want you to to do this over Christmas break. I think it's so important for you to take the time that you need. I, I just, it's really, really important for you. I just got off of a plane this past weekend and I, you know, always listen to that announcement about like putting your own oxygen mask on first. And I always think of teachers and I think we've got to put our own oxygen mask on first if we are expected to save the kids. And sometimes I feel like that's what we're doing. So we've got to do that for ourselves. Put your own oxygen mask on first. Take this time for yourself and for your family. I know that there were so many Christmases. Actually, I usually ended up getting sick, sadly. Like that used to be what happened because I was so stressed out and it was finally a moment of a breather and I would get sick, which then like robbed my family and my own children of, of my, me being present. And, you know, my kids are now 20 and, thir- and 16. I almost said 13. 20 and 16 and they go their own way and they do their own thing and I'm like... Where's my little guys? Where's my little my little people that used to want to do gingerbread houses and Christmas cookies and wrap presents and, you know, go to the park and all these different things. And I'm like, you know, you miss that. And it goes by really, really fast. And I think of all the time that that I sometimes robbed them of when I was like, no, no, I got to fin- I got to plan for for January. I got to do my lesson plans. I've got to grade papers. I've got to do. You know, sometimes we have to protect our time. I think it's really important that we protect our time. And maybe that's your New Year's resolution, that you decide to really protect that time for yourself and for your family because you deserve it and they deserve it. And that's not a guilt trip because I know that we are dedicated. We are dedicated professionals. But sometimes we have like, we have to remember that we, we are dedicated to ourselves and to our children, our children that we have as well, our family. It's really important for us to remember that we can't give our full selves without like, you know, having sacrificed part of ourselves. We can't, we can't give that to others if, if we're broken or we're not whole. So really take that in and think about that for yourself and, and think about how you're going to make this something special for yourself as well. All right. So let's get to um, number three, important thing. Number three, clean off your own desk. This is important. I mean, what does it even look like right now? I can only imagine what your desk looks like. I'm going to put a picture in the show notes of what my desk has looked like in the past. 
I'm talking, it's a hot mess. It looks like someone threw papers all over it. It's got a pile of gifts, which I felt very blessed about because I always got some really great things from families, which, you know, was which is such a good, that's like one of the good things about teaching and being in the media center like that, that's not going to happen this year. And last year I was a student sports specialist and I did get a beautiful, beautiful handmade wooden bowl that a family made. They have like a woodworking shop and they, it's absolutely beautiful. I have it in my kitchen. I love it. And I was like in shock that I, that I got such a beautiful gift because, you know, that doesn't usually happen when you do those like supporting roles. And so I, you know, that, and that's makes me sound whiny, but I did love my presents from my kids at Christmas time. And so my desk is like piled high with like containers and you know, candy and presents and ungraded papers, like piles of ungraded papers. It was just an unbelievable mess. So, you know, get that off, wipe that off. Make sure that you, you, you know, you get that totally out of, out of your way because you don't want to come back to a desk that is, (laughs) that is a disaster. And I know it's really tempting to run out of the building as soon as your kids leave that day. But I, I, and I genuinely like, I really encourage you to do that. So get this desk cleaned off before it's time to go. But um, like, you know, you get get a little bit of a movie time. One of my favorite movies to show my students, because I think I've told you in the um, seven books that kids will love. Yes, Virginia. It's a, an adorable story, but they have a movie. My brother helped produce it. And it's such a beautiful little story. And it's only like 23, 28 minutes. So it was acceptable for my principal that we could watch that because it was such a short movie. And I think it's a, a beautiful movie to share with kids. So that gives you at least, you know, over 20 minutes to get that desk cleared off. And let me just tell you, it's okay if ungraded papers accidentally get dropped into the trash can. Just make sure nobody sees that. And you might even want to wait until they're gone before you do that part. But consider this a gift to yourself. You don't need to grade all those papers. Nobody can think in that last week of of just, of before Christmas break. Like nobody's thinking, no one's doing their best work. You don't need to grade those. Give yourself the gift of this. And I'm going to give you some bonus points if you manage to clean that desk before your kids leave for break so that you can leave when they leave. Like make this a, a goal, a big priority. You just want to be ready to start fresh when you return to school after that break. All right. So number four, important thing number four, and I added this at the last minute because I thought, you know, I really think that I think it's important. I think that we need to remember this. I think I want you to do one final check of your email, maybe towards the end of the day. It doesn't have to be right when you're leaving because sometimes emails like that can stress us out but I or stop us in our tracks and I want you out the door. So read, you know, do one last little thing of, of email to make sure you haven't missed anything really important and then say goodbye. Yes, say goodbye. And you can even turn it over where you write like a little thing that says, you know, that you're not going to be in the office, that you're spending time with your family, and you hope they have a happy holidays, and you will talk to them in January, January 4th, whatever day you are coming back. You do not have to check email. In fact, please give that to yourself as well. Do not obsessively check email when you are over Christmas break. Now I know it becomes a routine and it's a habit and we almost can't help it. And we think it's like a harmless, but 
it really only takes one difficult email to like from a parent or a coworker or an administrator to ruin your day or even longer of your break. And that's what happened to us at spring break. Like people's spring break were ruined. And, you know, if you get an email that talks about you having to teach hybrid or you having to teach, you know, high, you know, virtual and in, in class, or you have to, whatever you have to do, it can be, that's going to ruin it. And okay. So maybe you get a few extra days to prepare for that. Is there really any preparation for that kind of news? And does it really help? Like, it doesn't really help that much. It's it doesn't really save our sanity. We're still it's still something that's that often sends us over the edge. So like, give yourself the break that you need. Because if you come back emotionally rested, then you can handle something like that. Although I think that that's really difficult. But I think I think we can handle it when we have had a break. So put your oxygen mask on. Turn it off. Take your take your time. And again, like you can just simply say I'm 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 out of the office. Have it be like one of those things that generates automatically and tells people that you will not be returning until January 4th. I think it's important. So I want you to enjoy your holidays and I want you to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, my friend. It's so important. Enjoy this break. Come back refreshed and ready to take on 2021. It can only go up from here. (laughs) Have a really, really happy holidays. And this one tired teacher is actually taking a two week break. So I am going to we're not going to have episodes for the next two weeks. I want you to enjoy Christmas and New Year's and that's when it would fall and uh, the episode and then when we come back, I'm coming back on Monday, Monday, woo! Monday is our new day because I am an avid podcast listener. And I'm telling you, when I'm ready for my new week, um, when I'm listening to my podcasts, and I'm ready for my new, I have really gotten into the Bachelor podcasts. I know, like, I can't believe I'm admitting that. But that's my guilty pleasure. And Nick Va- Vile, he has the Vile files. And I am like, I am obsessed. He does a couple episodes a week, but when it's Monday, I'm like, I'm ready for a new or episode, Nick. Like, let's go. So you, so I want to do that for you. So I want to start on Monday so that it's fresh in your head and starts off your week. And I think Thursdays are easy to forget about. And it's been Thursday for two years, but I think it's time for a change. So in 2021, we're going for a change. So starting January fourth which is a Monday, we will be back for 2021. So take these two weeks and like really rest up and I will do the same and I'll be back on January 4th. Merry Christmas, friends, and Happy New Year. And if you need some tips on how to make your holidays spectacular or how to like give yourself some self-love, then go back to episode 58, which was eight, excuse me, five blissful ideas to make this holiday spectacular for teachers. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. This one tired teacher is ready to take a break and rejuvenate, put my oxygen mask on first, and I'll see you next year. Until then, sweet dreams and sleep tight. (laughs) 